You will notice that every episode of Monkeys Took My Jetpack contains an explicit tag, meaning there may be language which would be unsuitable for work or for children. This time, we mean it. You've been warned. Hey everybody, this is Monkeys Took My Jetpack number 49. Thanks for downloading. I wanted to tell you that the format's changing for a while because it's taken too damn long to get these to you. And there's been talk of potentially doing a sequel to this campaign. I don't want to start that until we've got this one posted because I would like it to be done more like so was, where it's as close to live as we can get it. So in order to do that, so that we don't have to wait till 2020 to start the damn thing, I want to get these put up. Also, we're still playing games as these are being prepped and posted and uploaded, and hard drive space is becoming a thing. So that also is an incentive to stop messing around and get these things put up. So how's this going to work? Well, I'm ditching any post-production that I possibly can. Which means no trailers, no cast voices, because you, you know who we are. There's only four of us, and one of us is me. So even if you're a new listener, it's not going to be hard to get the voices. Eventually there'll be five of us, but his voice is very distinct, and you won't have any problems figuring that out. So, the trailers and stuff will be coming back once I've got things in a more controllable fashion as far as space and things like that. Also, got a lot of crap going on in personal life and have less time to devote to this, so that's the other reason why this has taken so long and why I need to... The other thing that's going to suffer is the editing. I'm not going to go completely non-editing, but there will be a lot more... Well, things like what I just did in there. And it'll be a lot more like what is actually experienced. So think of it this way. Instead of getting a nice polished thing, you're going to be actually coming into our virtual living room for a game session. Now, I will cut out the pre-game and post-game banter just because... Just because I think that that's easy enough to chop and it makes the listening experience, I think, easier. But hopefully we can get one or two of these out in a week. Haha, <laughs> probably not, but that's what my goal is. And, uh, so we're going to start with this issue. Dresden Files number six. Our cast includes Trilobite as our wonderful game master. Yours truly, Blind Geek, playing David Mercury. Josh, playing Ezra Crooklyn. And Moondog, playing Logan Shaw. Let's go back to November 19th, 2012. Grab a cup, bottle, glass, or can of your favorite beverage. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Monkeys Took My Jetpack, number 49. Mercury Rising. Thank you.
occurs to me that I got Dresden players here, which then would make me the GM, which then would put me in the captain's chair. So I don't know. You guys want to swing this boat around toward Game Harbor? Good. I'll do whatever you tell me, sir. <laughs> That's the attitude I like. I did not do what I said I was going to do. It got lost in the shuffle of crap that is my life. Uh, I did not go through and take notes on the stuff that I learned from before, so I'm going to be at a annoying disadvantage. But I'm happy to give it my all. Well, you know, there's a pretty good remedy for that called players helping each other recap. Exactly. That's why I'm not worried. (laughs) (laughs) You don't get it. You're not getting it. Welcome to Monkeys Took My Jetpack. Where our motto is, fuck you, you knew the risks. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, recaps. What do you guys remember from the last time we got together? I'll help kind of fill in some holes here and there. Because obviously, obviously, that's the problem. Remember stuff. Well, I hope you remember some of it. I hope the story was more compelling. Well, we, well, no, it's a bunch of research at the fort. Yes. In the uh, warden library, and I've got a big bunch of exposition dump here. Yeah, you did, kind of. I got a whole bunch of stuff about the Castadiantic and Atlantis and the Trillian She. Something about candy tits. <laughs> or tidy cans. Or tidy cans. It's some it weird... turn out to be. Yeah, I, it was too many secrets or C-Tech astronomy or something like that. <laughs> it was... Uh... Of Atlanteans, he snuck into their dreams, promised power... Castadanyantic is an Atlantean name. It's kind of a name they gave him because they could not pronounce his real name. And we can't pronounce that fake name. Widespread cult in Atlantis where he was kind of a wish-granter. May or may not be an outsider who was driven off and sealed away, but he is still able to sponsor magic. Like the guy we got. Atlantis. Advanced prehistoric culture. Big on magic. It was worldwide culture. lasted for 5,000 years. Had several dark cults amongst it. Fell into decay. The Atlanteans fled into the never-never. They were prophesized to return. Now and again, individuals from Atlantis will pop up here and there. But Like Lord Nemo? Yeah, but no Nemo. big excursion. So we know that they exist because they show up now and again, but they have not returned in mass yet. And Turley and she is banished from the Summer Court, Lord of Elav. He seems to be the lord of this general area. Isla Verde got a connection with the Selkies, and he's a noble fae. Fairly powerful, but not to queen level or anything. Yeah. Kind of like what you had discovered. He's sort of like a baron of the outer marches kind of thing. He got into some sort of political trouble and was sent out here. And Summer Court. You had specifically asked what court. Summer Court. Yes. And so interesting- got that all written down on uh, a big yellow legal pad along with doodles. <laughs> And Rocky the Gargoyle directed me to an old prison. Yeah, Gila Flats Men's Penitentiary. Yeah. And there was a pretty big history of possessed people, if I remember correctly, but I don't remember a lot of the details about what that history was, I'll be honest, because that was what I planned on looking at or taking notes on. The people who were sent there today would be classified as non compismentis or back then they were called criminally insane. A lot of those people had visions of damned souls who had been executed in many bizarre ways, and those were fairly consistent throughout the decades that the place was open. Hmm. 
It was also the site of California's last functioning gas chamber. Huh. Okay. And I remember we met up with Shaw and his ilk Mm -hmm. and discussed this. And we had planned something that was really going to give us a hell of a nice action set piece in this episode. But goddamn if I can remember what in the hell that plan was. Sounds like a good opportunity then to decide your next course of action sort of afresh now that we're kind of coming back to the problems and moondog you did some or rather shaw sicked his people on some problems did a little bit of research uh some of that was warlock guy or sorcerer ah yes do you kind of remember the background that you got off him yeah he's from new jersey Mm -hmm. dropped out of high school in a sex scandal with three teachers (laughs) <laughs> he connects with wealthy women as he crosses the country. Um, law enforcement gets involved, and he bolts alleged victims, refuse to press charges. Going on about 20 years doing this now. One of the three teachers hospitalized and sent to a mental institution, Ellen McKay. Her obituary notice was six years ago. He was quiet, soft-spoken boy on a football team, and that's all I've got. Yep, that's about right. I also typed on here, end of session, minor milestone. Yes. And underneath that, I typed in investigate remains of the machine. I'm not sure why I typed that. Ah, because there was a magic circle type thing that Ezra, you thought maybe was mixed with technology um, that you wanted to look up there. And you determined enough to find out that part of it was a gate to the deep never-never, which was somehow being used in the transfer of soul stuff. Once you figured out that it was soul stuff going through there, I believe your holy warrior disassembled it violently with several rounds from his holy weapon. But there's still the magic circle up there, and there was also some servers in the guy's house that you wanted to look at. I remember talking to my bodyguard at the firing range about going after my father. Yep. You're making arrangements. He's going to try to contact the local red court to see about getting someone to maneuver against your father more actively so that you can continue your own machinations. Yeah, and I want to torment David Parker. I'm good to go. Okay. So I'd say let's start you guys about where we left off, which was breakfast at Tiffany's. Wait, no. (laughs) Breakfast at the Shaw Mansion. I thought it was more Um, lunch because we were having steaks. Okay, yeah, let's call it lunch at the Shaw Mansion, outside, near the pool, obscure Italian actress in attendance, at least physically. She looks like she's so hungover. Because I think someone, I think it was Mr. Mercury, specifically requested that there be movie stars. Uh, I think that was actually Ezra. I don't think it was me. Pretty sure, actually, it was Logan, I think, just offered. Because you guys were joking about concrete pools, barbecues, movie stars. Okay, so I think our first action should be to go investigate the remains of the machine. Or did we already do that? Not yet. Yeah, Ezra. can't believe you haven't investigated the remains of the machine yet. I've been busy in the library. Yeah, academics. We need to get out in the field. That's where I think we should go. Where do you two think we should go next? Well, we could always send your uh, Neanderthal on ahead. I could, but he loves spending time with you. And he has other things pressing right now. Brain cells. 
All right. Well, you know, he's not least a taxi driver. <laughs> Stop does. picking on my thugs. At least you call them by their right name. Thugs? Yeah. They do their job. Thugs, goons, mooks, stooges. Hey, most. Highly paid professionals. <laughs> That's but anyway. what there is. What? That's there is what they do. And what they do isn't pretty. Nope. So what do you guys think we should do? Come on. Chop, chop. Investigate the ghost in the machine. Ezra? I suppose we should check out the machine, yes. Okay, well, I'll have the SUV pulled up, if that's okay with you two. I'm fine with the SUV, if the SUV is fine with me. We've modified it. Huh. All right, let's get to it. Okay. Uh, so it sounds like our next scene would be the SUV pulling up at the now-abandoned ranch. So the place is set in a steep-walled, round, kind of cul-de-sac in the mountains. Almost terraced black cliffs. They look almost like a deliberate structure of some sort of odd, dark rock. Black with veins, blue and purple running through it, rise up all around on every side. There's a little narrow entranceway into here where there's an elegant bridge that crosses a river. Just before that is the remains of a destroyed pylon. Filling about half this little valley is an apple orchard that has gone completely feral. The trees are twisted and hoary. They reach up into skeletal weird shapes, and there's little deformed saplings all over the place. Beyond that is the ruined remains of an ultra-modern mansion, two truncated pyramids, the weird angle. The garage is a total wreck. The front door is collapsed. There's bullet holes in the walls. There's part of a barn door leaning up against it. And across from that is the apple cellar, as you later found out, a sort of bunker-like structure partially covered in earth in which you discovered the magic circle, the chair, and the gate to the deep never-never. Okay. The machine was in the bunker thing. Yes. Okay. I'll have Victor pull up close to the bunker thing. He pulls up, tires crunching on the gravel. You can still see the detritus and the remains of the battle here. There's some shell casings on the ground, bullet holes near you. There's the remains of a smoke grenade. And the apple cellar, this bunker-like thing, yawns open. It's dark in there, despite the sunlight coming in from almost directly overhead. The rays are swallowed up just beyond the door, leaving this black, yawning space. Not at all disconcerting. (laughs) Well, let's get out and go in. If so. Before we pass the threshold of the doorway, I want to double-check with my wizard senses and make sure that there's no spells or anything up to uh, blast us, darkness or anything. Are you just sort of feeling for energies, or are you actually Yeah, it's just basically um, a basic lore check to feel for any, if there's any active spells up. It doesn't feel like it to you. You can feel a sort of cold hum along your skin if you concentrate. There's powerful energies in this place, and they're disrupted. There's negative warring with positive. Everything is in chaos right now. 
but you don't feel anything. Okay. So there's stuff going on in there, but we kind of knew that. All right. I will let them know that there's lots of juju going on in there. Nothing that's going to immediately blast us or anything, but but we kind of knew that going in, that there's going to be stuff going on. I'm going to pick an apple. You hit a crust, and the sunlight is weak. I, sure, it very in central California, and to you it's quite possibly cold. You know, it's like 45, but the sunlight here just feels wan, like the vitality of it has been sucked out. The apples, the trees themselves are skeletal, and not a whole lot of apples. Most of them are lying on the ground. You can find one, some sort of, uh, you don't know from apples, big it's a little bit wrinkled, kind of unhealthy looking. Okay. Well, then I'm not going to chance taking a bite out of it. <laughs> no, go for it. I might just, just leap up and just bite it with your mouth while it's I'm... on the tree. Well, no, you said they're on the ground. There aren't any on the trees. Most of them are on the ground, but you found one on the tree. It's over large, kind of weird looking, wrinkled. It's lopsided, if that makes any sense. <laughs> this just has, I'm going to fall into a deep sleep written all over it. Spider webs in the trees. I didn't bring my medic, so you might want to get it. I think I'll pick it, but I'm going to put it in my pocket. The skin is soft and a little bit loose. Oh, God. The flesh inside is very hard. Oh, okay. Might come in handy. We need to check for traps or something. Lob the apple down. Or if I need to throw something at Victor. Oh, possible. Let's go inside. All right. So you step past... And there's none of the feeling of a threshold here. Uh, right. None of the feeling of the wards or anything else. The place feels empty. But it's cold here, Ezra, in an energy sense. Okay. In the shadows, once your eyes adjust, you can see a plain wood table laid out across from a circle that's been inscribed in the concrete. Right. Laid into that is a woven mass of cabling and metal parts from which rise up curved projections like broken ribs. These surround a dentist chair that's been modified with straps on it. And the head of that is facing the table, and there are the shattered remnants of the gate. Clearly was once circular, lying all over the table. The spot opposite the gate, the concrete of the place, is marred with deep engravings and whirled scratches as though someone had splattered acid on it. The table has similar markings in kind of a fan shape pointing out toward that. Okay. They don't look like writing or anything. They look like splashes and damage and scars. Yeah. It reminds you, David, of the kind of fluid splatters you get at some crime scenes, like a hit-and-run or a shooting. Stuff splashes out of people, hmm. and it has some of the same patterns. Ugh, man. These patterns are very similar to the blood spatters you find homicide victims. Bad pattern. Mm-hmm. It's eaten into the wood and into the concrete. I cross myself. And, you know, physically, you actually feel a little bit better. Cool. The dentist chair faced the gate or faced the, or the former faced gate, the gate or faced the table? It okay. faced the gate, which was on the table. 
And the dentist chair is dead center in the middle of this weird magic circle. I'm going to double check, make sure that the uh, circle there isn't boarded or trapped or anything like that. You had looked at it before, and just give me a brief description of how you're checking it. Oh, just reaching out with the old wizard senses, closing my eyes, stretching the hand out to make sure there's nothing <laughs> up and active around the edge the of the circle. Old wizard senses. Yep. The old wizard senses. <laughs> Don't feel uh, yeah. me now! Just reaching out, you can feel the slight tingling resistance that you get when there's a magic circle because it's isolating the energies inside from the flow of energy outside, but it doesn't feel like an active one. Nothing up and active? No, nothing up and active. Hey, uh, Dave, give me that apple. All right. I wasn't going to eat it anyway. Here you go. I'm going to take the apple. I'm going to pulp it up real good and smear it across the circle so it breaks it. Kind of fill in the gap where it's carved in. Gotcha. All right. There's no apple pulp smeared across the braided roving cabling and plastic and old computer parts. Well, hopefully that should break the circle. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can feel the energy sort of equalizing. It's faint, but you're pretty good at sensing this kind of stuff. Yeah. Once that's broken, then I will go in and examine the chair. Okay. Dentist chair. Old, looks like the kind of chairs you had back in the community clinic, back where you're from. Right. You know, manufactured in the late 40s. Okay. okay. So it already looks vaguely sinister anyway. Yes. And then it's got sturdy black nylon or something straps. Um, they look purpose-built, fixed into it with heavy screws. They go across to at the feet, the chest, the armrests and up where the head would be. So those are strange whenever I've seen them. Mm-hmm. It's just the uh, chair with the sprints. Is there any other kind of like a or anything on it? No, not that you see. Nothing. Designed to be put in different positions to recline and raise up. Nothing seemingly sorcerous about it anywhere here. No, not that you see. Not that I can see or feel. All right, so down. it looks like it was just made here to hold someone down while they uh, psychic lobotomize them. So, uh, Logan, as you settle yourself into the thing, you can see the table directly in front of you, the ruined space where this gate thing had once been. It feels weird in here, these black sort of mechanical rib-looking things rising up all around you, sort of like they're higher behind you and lower toward the table, kind of focusing on that area guiding your eye to there. The straps ominously hanging very close to you. It's like a good six-point restraint system they've got worked into this thing. Oh, nothing happened. Hey, David, you should come sit in the chair. You want to go sit in an old dentist chair modified with restraints? (laughs) Sure, why the hell not? Look, man, I got a kid to think about. I can't be... You know what? No, that's cowardly. I don't say that. Fuck that. Yes, I'm going to go sit in the chair. Okay. I've got God on my side. Are you sure, David? You have a kid to think about. <laughs> As he settles in. Well, I'll let Victor sit in the chair. Wait, he's I not here. I don't think you're you're looking direct- I left him in the car. That's right, he's in the car. You're looking directly across the table where this fan-shaped set of worm-like tracks where whatever it was ate into the table and the splatter on the concrete wall where it ate into that. And you 
get not really a flashback, but a, a vivid memory of when you so violently dismantled the gate and it splattered this stuff everywhere. Some of it gone on you and the, the way it started eating right into everything it touched. And you knew somehow when it was doing that, you could feel that it was soul essence corrupted in some way. Hmm. Maybe if we strap him in. I'm getting a bad feeling about this. I'm no, no, let's not do that. This place is screaming of nothing but bad and evil. Yeah, I could have told you that. <sighs> a little bit Frankensteinian. Too. Did we check for secret compartments? You didn't have the time to thoroughly search this area. I think it's time that I search. All right, so you start looking around. Yeah. What's a good skill for that? Investigation, on it? Yeah, investigation would definitely work. Okay. I broke even. Okay, so, so what's that give you? What's that give you zero. total? Oh, just a zero. Okay, gotcha. Well, you do find where a lot of farm equipment has been moved off to the side. It's all older stuff from the 1950s, maybe 1960s. You can see where a lot of farm equipment has been moved off to the side, covered with a tarp. It's all disorganized, and it's just sort of in a in a jumbled pile. It's all from the fifties. Yeah, from the fifties and the sixties. Yeah, I mean, you don't know from farm equipment, but it has that kind of look, and it's all rusty. And there's a couple black widows living in there, just that you can see. All right, I got the Black Widow Maker right here. I don't think we found anything. And you also find behind the table, up against that wall, along the floor, little black beads. Huh. That's interesting. Hey, Ezra, come check this out. Hmm? Found some little black beads. I'll be damned. You know what those are for? I'm, yeah, well, well. Are they buckshot? I'm not going to touch. Oh God, I'm I'm a horrible, horrible human being. Yeah, so you are. David just kind of starts snickering. <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, uh, do they look like buckshot, or do they look like they're made out of glass or plastic or something? No, nah, they definitely don't look like buckshot. They. Um, Look like, I don't know, like some sort of really, really dark glass or stone. Maybe very finely manufactured because they're really round. They're all tiny, but they're of different sizes. They're sort of in in the corner. You can't see from here. You can't really see from here. You'd have to pick one up to examine it. You pick it up and immediately feel a hideous, cold, burning fire through your thumb and forefinger where you grab it. Crap. Let go. What? Um, pick one up. No. It hurts. You, well, and you can see. In that case, we're not picking any up. You can see his fingers smoking on the ends. Actually, you know what? Wait a second. He's a, he's a vampire. I'm going to pick one up. And just so you know, Logan, you've got, you've never felt frostbite, but the skin is all black on the tips of your thumb and forefinger, and that whole part of your hand is just numb. Go hit it against the wall. Uh, the Doesn't tip hurt. of... Yeah, because uh, the tip of your forefinger breaks off. Oh, shit! Crap! Ah, I'd take that, that down if I was you, David. 
So, David, you picking this thing up? Yep. Okay. You pick it up. Again, there's a, a terrible lance of pain. Shoots all the way up through the center of the bones in your arm ah! into your heart and kidney. Oh! Domino, Domino, Father, God, Boss, Maxima, Hamas, oh my God, hi ho, hi ho, it's off to work, we go, come on, come on, I don't think all that was Latin. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson! <laughs> Definitely know that one in Latin. Oh, they're like little round nodules of pure darkness. Mm hmm. Um, you know what you this is. Do I know what this is? Yeah, this is Mortite. It's, it's what? Mortite. Pure anti-life. Oh, 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 that's the thing that the vampire Duke and Harry had their duel with, isn't it? Yeah, you remember hearing something about that. Okay. For the player, that was that stuff, right? Yes, for okay. for the player out of character, that's what it was. New books okay. out, by the way. <laughs> that never showed up again in the series. All right. Oh, hey, hey, don't be touching that. That's yeah, more nice. Well, I didn't know what it was until you guys talked. I pointed it. it to you. Well, I had to see someone touch it. You know, experimentation, scientific method. I dropped the. In case I'm it the control obvious, group who didn't the, touch it. You <laughs> might want to help him. It dropped. Yeah, that's a pure essence of pure darkness. Uh, you don't want to touch it. Uh, in fact, that's the kind of thing that. Wardens should probably have uh, under their wing. No, 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 no. No, no, I'll take care of it. No, 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 I insist as Deputy Warden. Oh, that give me a badge. Anyway, Deputy Warden. (laughs) As a Warden, don't you have a cloak? They're out of cloaks. I've just got the coat. Uh Yes, David, you dropped it because of involuntary spasm of pain. As such, you did not lose your right hand. Instead, Uh, you have the uh, temporary aspect of useless right hand. Okay. She didn't lose a finger. Shit. You said there's like a tarp and stuff here? Yeah. I'm going to try and use the tarp and then like anything I can find that's broom-like up to and including my jacket if I have to take it off and do it. Just to try and sweep them up into something. Your jacket's probably about the only thing that could contain this stuff because Actually, of the no. way you've got it warded. Oh, okay. That'll work. Yeah, because it would just eat through anything else, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah. My army jacket of protection. It's magically warded. Protection ways. Let's do that. Actually, they're just little round nobules. Yeah, tiny little beads. I'll just use a quick little error evocation and dust bust them into the jacket. Done and done. Whoosh. So it's done, boys. Whoosh. Leave them, blow them. <laughs> Thinking coming out here was not such a good idea. Well, no. Actually, if that guy's had access to Mordite, that shows that he had more going on than we did. This is like uranium. This is not something that's generally just kind of Pops around. So where does it come from? It's weapons-grade dark magic. I don't know where Mordite comes from, actually. You should probably find out. Huh. Or do actually, I know where Mordite comes from? Actually, yeah, you, I would say... Let me think. You would know. No, you would Four, know. It's, um, 
it comes from outside our universe, from the deep never-never, from the black, empty spaces in which the old ones dwell. It comes from the outer dark. It is bad Why stuff. Is it it's, it's weapons-grade black magic. I don't know. I'm assuming the Castadon Yantic brought it. That's the, that's the big nasty monster. Yeah, it's, gotcha. That's the guy. Why would was, he bring it here? That, that's the guy who was sponsoring the magic. No. What would for, they use uh, it for? Besides, you know, making David go into seizure. What couldn't they use it for? I mean, like I said, it's weapons-grade black magic. It's you could kill someone with it. Certainly, it's. <laughs> Let's be honest. Used, this sure guy was wasn't much. It's used. Well, he may have been, or is getting up to being something. Well, he was pretty it, easy to be taken care of. So why is it here? I don't know. Unfortunately, we handed that guy off to the Seal Lord. He's probably I, not in a position to answer. I can dispose of that if you want. No, no, that's fine. I insist. I'll keep it. You're going to do with it. I will make sure it's in the proper hands. Okay. David, David your heart better. doesn't feel like it has a knife in it anymore. Uh, yeah, Ezra, you take charge of those. Actually, yes, I am. Wait a minute. What? Why is it that if it's anti-life, why is not... Is Logan only half vampire? He's a... They're white court vampires. They're only half vampires anyway. No offense, Logan. I'm taken. All right. I was human for a long time before I snapped. Okay, so... All right. Maybe I'm not such a bad guy, David. You should keep that in mind. A little piece of his thumb blackened, crumbles off, and falls to the floor. You gonna eat that? Oh, no. please. I, I think I can get it back. Hoping my inhuman recovery helps. Or else you don't I'm really... pretty much be gone ahead. <laughs> you don't really feel it. It looks like pictures you've seen of frostbite. And, of course, you're missing the tip of your index finger. That's from nerve damage. That's why I don't feel it. Logan. We'd be happy to know. Yeah. Just means your nerves are destroyed. Yeah, pretty much. Well, where do we go from here? Because, you know, my hand is going away, so you might want to move on. Am I going to regenerate this master GM? You'll have to find out. Is it getting worse, or is it just the stuff that has already that it was already hurt? No, it's, it doesn't look like it's getting worse. Just the stuff okay. that was already hurt. All right. He's just slothing dead skin. It's not slowly disintegrating him. No. Okay. Yeah, I'd be a little more worried if it was. My next plan was to go to uh, Alistair's and numerous other places, try and find if there was any recent reports of possession or uh, prophetic nightmares or anything like that, because Castadon talked through people's dreams. But now, actually, I think I want to go back to my lab and whip up something to contain the Mordite that's not my jacket. <laughs> and this is not the GM telling you what to do, okay? But th- there were a couple things up here that you had talked about wanting to investigate. We had forgotten. Um, yes. Yeah, it's cause it's just because it's been a little while between sessions. You felt some sort of presence in the Earth when you were using your Earth magic, something that lent its power to you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think you also wanted to look carefully at the gate and the circle itself to try to determine how it worked. 
And David, you were talking about actually doing sort of an investigation of the house to see what you could turn up. Again, you guys do what you want to do, just some stuff that uh, you had talked about in previous sessions, maybe oh, wanting to do. Like a good plan the, to me. the gate's pretty much destroyed. Hmm? But you're pretty smart. Yeah. And it's in several I'm large smart pieces. Enough to keep me from being injured. Keep me from being injured. That's just um, yeah. I'm the one with a full hand. Anyway. Good point. I'm going to go get a white glove for Don. Done I'm assuming done. you have several in the glove compartment. For one keeps of gloves. gloves, yeah. For one keeps gloves. Yeah. Well, the gate was on top of the table? Yes, it was. So not a very big gate. No, about the size of, actually smaller than, a basketball hoop. Oh, okay. And what do the chunks look like they're made out of? Looks like the same twisted mass of cabling... Metal, plastic, and circuitry parts as makes up the magic circle and the rib-like projections rising up from the circle. Some weird, strange techno-magic stuff. It doesn't sit well with me. You know, looking at it, you can kind of see how everything should go together. It probably wouldn't take much to set it right again, get it functioning. Yeah, we're not doing that. And it was so interesting when you were looking at it before. You could tell there was something about it. No, no, I'm not putting together the gate to the... Yeah, I'm not. If Eric starts investigating the house, I'll go with him to help him. Gotcha. That was my plan, but I don't know if I'm muted or not, so I don't know if anybody heard me. <laughs> I heard you. Hey, you I didn't. I heard you but saying I will it do. sounded like a good plan. I'm going to take these chunks of gate and put them into the back of the Range Rover or whatever truck okay. we're in. Take them back to my place. They fall in sort of a natural ring with uh, only the missing little components separating them. Yeah, let's make sure they are going to set them as such where they are not accidentally fall back together. Up to including and putting some under the front seat. Oh, okay, yeah. You can see when you look closer how this would channel energies in really interesting ways. There's probably some principles to be divined just from studying the components and how they fit together. I will study Even, them. I will study them in the safety of my own lab where I know where the wards are and not in the evil necromancer's place. <laughs> Although, to be fair, he was a yes. warlock Controlling people's minds, not raising the dead. Whichever. Maybe. But yes, I will. Uh, I'll stow the parts and pieces, keeping several separated away so it does not accidentally slide together. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Curvy, twisted roads. All right, so I've got the gate. The, the like, rib-like struts, are they attached to the circle or are they separate entities? They're attached to the circle with a complex hinge-like joint made of multiple interlocking loops. Very intricate work. Looks like oh. they can move. Yeah. Not taking all that with me. We'll leave it here. They look like they've got a lot of the same structures or structure types. You, you can see, you can almost see the pattern of how they're made. 
Right. You might be able to define some stuff just by by looking at them and figuring out how they were put together and what they did. I will take my little yellow legal pad, or big mm-hmm. yellow legal pad, and I'll start sketching out the schematics of it just for future gotcha. reference. Not that I and- have any skill or knowledge in drafting, but we will do our best. David, were you heading off into the house at the moment or uh, waiting for everyone else? Um, I thought we were going right away. Gotcha. So what are you doing as you see Ezra kind of zoning out, doing some sketching? I just figure he's doing his magical thing, so I'm not worried. I I don't think I'd be alarmed by that. He's a wizard. He does wizardly things. Don't mind me wizarding it up. <laughs> wizard, wizard, wizard. <laughs> it helps. See if you can give Shaw a new heart, he says over his shoulder. <laughs> I don't have a comeback for that, but that's funny. <laughs> I think that's the comeback right there. <laughs> Meta. In and of itself, that's a great comeback. Yep. Okay. So into the house. Front door has the ruins of a barn door laying up against it, giant bullet holes in the wall. Inside, a, uh, a very nice foyer decorated in an ultra-modern, kind of weird style. The luxury of it ruined by holes punched in the walls and obvious bloodstains on the floor, mm. especially just inside the door where you can remember seeing one of the women who is trying to defend the warlock had taken like two of your huge rounds right through her and the bulletproof vest she was wearing. And you can almost see her body lying there. Which I'm sure does great things to my psyche, given the fact that... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In fact, you know what? I'm going to give myself a fate point, or I'm going to offer a compel to myself. Mm -hmm. Um, What aspect would that be? Could be your warrior of God, uh, hounded by anger. Either hounded by anger or faith is a hard mistress. I will absolutely allow that. Okay. So he's kind of frozen and having visions of what he did flashing through his, you know, if this was a TV show, there'd be the whole flashback thing. Yeah. I don't know what they do visually when they're doing that kind of shit. I, I only know what it sounds like. But, yeah, you, I'm hoping you, I'm conveying what I'm referring to pretty well. Absolutely. Okay. You can feel, again, a pale ghost of the rage that seized you. It's almost like a physical sensation outside yourself, this weird, alien, hot emotion, this righteous rage. And it just doesn't feel like part of you. It feels like it was someone else who is feeling that righteous anger. Huh. And I might point out that the hand that is now, I'm assuming is still useless, is yes. my gun hand. So yep. that will be interesting later on as well. But you probably already knew that, but I'm just making sure we're on the same page. That's exactly why I chose that. <laughs> well, it makes perfect sense, because that's his dominant hand. Yep. So I'm out for a little bit, at least, while I'm coping with that and trying to regain my composure. So as you come back to yourself, where are you headed? We're in the ante room. 
we don't need to like go into detail with the whole layout of the house, but you can imagine a um, very spacious, ultra-modern house and it kind of assume that it has the areas and rooms that you would think that it would. Okay. I am going to fumblingly draw mm-hmm. my gun in my left hand. Actually, what he does, and I realize I'm totally... Do it? He goes to draw the gun with his right hand and Mm. can't. Now, depending on how useless the hand is, either he tries to grab it and it falls out because he can't really grab it. Yes. And so that gets the anger kind of, and he grabs it with his other hand. I was going to have him catch it with his left hand, but no, I think I like it better if it actually falls to the floor and he has to bend down to pick it up just because it's so completely unlike we've seen him so far. And so he grabs it in his offhand and starts walking toward the, uh, where the bedrooms would be. Okay. So how do you want to handle this? Do you just want to make an investigation roll or would you like to sort of describe some of what you're doing? Look in specific places. So I'll straight up tell you, you're, you're going to have a better chance of achieving something interesting if you give me sort of a of a description, I was of what planning you're on doing. doing that anyway. Okay, I'm going to play this like the player is playing it, in mm-hmm. that I'm not really sure why I chose the bedroom, other than that was just the first. I, he's just kind of letting his cop intuition, frazzled though it may be, guide him. He goes to the bedrooms, looks mm-hmm. into a couple of them. Not really sure what he's looking for. You know, I'll know it if I see it, kind of thing. Yes. Well, what you find is um, one large bedroom, easily three times the size of your entire living area at the church. It has a tremendous round bed set low in the floor in the center of it. It's a canopy deal, and there's sort of a domed roof over it, like the center of the Capitol building kind of thing domed roof over it, and there's all kinds of sigils and stars and constellations painted on the ceiling above. Mm. There are alcoves set around off to the side, and they've got smaller beds in them and, like, gauzy curtains separating them from this main chamber. This would be a perfect time to fuck with the GM a little bit. Go for it, man. (laughs) I fuck with you all the time. (laughs) That's... In that, this is just like screaming, declaration, declaration. Yes, <laughs> by I all means. Because I have like eight fate points. That's what these fold. So I'm going to spend one of them, and I'm going to use my cop-turned-cabbie to notice that on one of the walls, and I have no idea why this is, I'm just throwing this out here, and you can mm-hmm. do what you want with it. The wall is gouged up in such a way that looks very much like claw marks. Hmm. Very good. I will allow that. Okay, cool. And it looks like there is a cavity or something was in that wall, some sort of opening that maybe has been exposed or widened by what look a lot like claw marks. What do you make of those? I'll look at them. Yeah, that's... Try to identify maybe... No, but you recognize the signs of inhuman strength 
And this looks to you like someone yanked something out of the wall, not necessarily with claws, but with hands imbued with inhuman strength. Some sort of uh, something maybe about the size of a post office box or something inside this wall has just been ripped right out. It's like the mass- like a safe. Yeah, yeah, it does kind of look like a wall safe or something was pulled right out. Reminds me of Whatever the mass- did that, David, was damn strong. This reminds me of the mass transmutation possession of 1857. What? Were they really strong then, too? They, that's what the legends say. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Never mind. Somebody was in human strength pulled something out of that wall. That's what it looks like to me. Hmm. Yeah. You know, we keep some wall safes at home. Maybe behind some pictures or mirrors or, you know, I'm not saying in which rooms, but that's what it looks like to me. Possibly a wall safe got yanked out. Well, that, that looks like a big enough alcove to hold a safe, that's for sure. But it's an interesting point. Why would someone take the safe rather than just go for what's inside it? Well, like I said, it was inhuman strength. I'm not sure maybe they were bright enough to get into it. Maybe they had to take it where they'd have more time to be able to get into it. Mm-hmm. Or they had to take it to somebody else that actually knew how to get into the... If it's, assuming it's a wall safe. Yeah. Maybe they were like Victor and someone just told him Hulk smash. Possibly, yeah, but Victor doesn't have that type of strength. <laughs> now, somebody like myself could have done that. Uh. All right, let's uh, check out the bathroom. Okay. I don't know. What? I don't know why. I just went. Not... <laughs> so, looking around through the house, go ahead and give me an investigation roll, David. And Logan, I don't remember. Do you actually have the investigation skill? I don't. Okay. That is a minus two, and my investigation is, I believe, not all that spiffy. Okay, it's average, so minus two would be, you know what? Minus two would be, we're using a fate point to invoke, I just used cop turned cabbie a second ago. Can I use that for this? Oh, yeah, of course I can. Yeah, that's Um, fine. For, I'm going to re-roll. And get... Plus two, so... I was going to say, minus four, son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's happened before. Yes, it has. Okay, Uh, go ahead. Okay, so we are at plus two. No, plus three, because average is plus one. Nice. I will hold it at... No, I won't. I'm going to spend another fade point, since I've got these in surplus. Yes. uh, This is kind of your thing, too. I was almost going to compel you to spend a fate point. <laughs> but, you know, you are a cop turned cabbie and, and my you know, wife was a serial killer. No, yes, exactly. So I'm going to use that to make this a plus five and I'll leave that where wow. it is. Okay, so here's what you turn up in the house. In You're the bedroom. In the house? Sorry. Yes. I know it's horrifying, but uh, you've seen a lot of shit on the street and you can keep it together. I won't even talk about the herrings because this is a family podcast. <laughs> There's no other bedrooms or anything. There's just that one. 
seems like the the main area there. You find a lot of other rooms, but they are libraries, dens, sunrooms. There's a tanning salon. There's a area which is set up like a spa with a sauna and a wave motion pool. One of those where you can swim in place. Oh, what? Um, okay. Indoors, uh, like massage table, you know, all that stuff. And in the bathroom, one of the places where you first went, there is a pharmacy. I mean, all manner of prescription drugs, most of which, you know, go for really high prices on the street. And a lot of them are your psychotropics, stuff that's used to treat various mental conditions, disassociatives, tranquilizers, mood stabilizers. There's a lot of stuff in here. There's a, there's a whole pharmacy. Oh, David, somebody hit the mother load with this. daughter's college education with Yeah, easily. There's also a studio. What kind of studio? Uh, like a movie studio. And it's set up for what you might expect a guy like this would set it up for. Mm. Replete with every accessory one can imagine. <laughs> and inside, there's a room with a metal door and some sort of like weird metal mesh worked into the walls. And in that is, I mean, you're not really a computer guy, but like, you know, one of, you, you know, like a internet computer server thing when you see one. Right. One of those that's in like, you know, the, it's in the back room of places that do a lot of this computer is, work. This is like in a, in a hutch by the studio kind of? Yeah. And it's like, it's behind a metal door and there's like metal mesh all worked into the walls and stuff. And it's, like, in the middle, inside a circle of, like, wire and stuff that's all worked into the floor. So, it looks like this, whoever was here was making some nice movies and probably selling them on the net. I always wonder how he funded himself. Now I think we know. Yeah, I think so. I'll take care of those drugs for you. Give me the money for your daughter. I don't need your... I don't need that kind of money, sir. Okay, well, I'll take care of the drugs for you anyway. The less dealings... Never mind. The whole place is nicely appointed, decorated again in a, in a very sparse, ultra-modern style with weird angles, but it gets great sunlight, huge rooms, every amenity you could ask for. You know what analysis tells us, David? else has come here lately. I can't think that all those drugs sitting there would have um, stayed there. Oh, you're right. And we haven't seen any signs of uh, being lived in either for quite some time. Yeah. I wonder, do we ever figure out who owns this place? You didn't specifically look into it, but I would say your basic background check that you're doing before could have encompassed that. I've got no problem with that. That or I'll send Victor on it. I think I know who did it. <laughs> the five-hour energy didn't help you, sir? No, that was... That was... Oh, you were role-playing very well. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> no problem. Okay. okay, the place belongs to one Noemi Letzia? Letza? Hard to say for sure. 
I can spell her name for you. Okay, her name is Noemi. N-O-E-M-I. Leitzia. L-E-I-T-Z-I-A. Got it. Thank you. She owns the place, and from what you're able to tell from a little background search on her, I'm going to go ahead and assume the... Uh, she was an animation student at Isidoro University. Dropped out in her sophomore year. So I'm guessing she may just be a front. If she dropped out, I don't know if she could afford the land in this place. Well, okay, they have some drug money, so maybe. You said there's a computer? Yeah, like a server type thing. Um, Lights and stuff in here are still on. But it's not like a normal monitor. Yeah, it looks like it's got a little console monitor thing, like a laptop that you can pull out. Does either of us have any kind of computer skill? I don't have any computer skill. I didn't say I was going to play, but I was going to look at it. Well, I didn't say you said that. I said I might. Actually, I didn't I say I might. I was thinking I might. Hey, you said you said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go over and hit the inner key like I'm trying to boot it up or something. Okay. Yeah, it comes up and... Uh, you, it's, do, you don't even know what you're doing. Back off. You're going to fuck anything up we have in there that we could find. It's a computer. I've seen people use them all the time. This is not Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'm glad it's not because I wouldn't be around if it was. Yeah. Maybe it should be. Blah, 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 blah. I'm going <laughs> It's anarchy. Okay, so Clark 1, password. See? I found out. You need a password. Well, good going, Ace. Really? Taking that attitude of me today? <laughs> I thought we had a breakthrough last time. Mm-hmm. Hate my father. You don't hate me. I turn away and I put my gun back because there's obviously nobody here. I grab my cell phone and then I realize that Ezra doesn't have a cell phone. <laughs> I put it by, oh, damn it, wizards and their technology. <laughs> Back in the Apple cellar, well, yeah, you've got several pages of detailed sketches done in a very precise hand. Looks like the work of a professional draftsman. Your hand is kind of sore. The pencil's sort of worn down. And uh, your friends are gone. Well, that gives me pause for thought because my hand, right, is kind of sloppy and certainly not a draftsman. Huh. I'll put that away. Once I got everything I need out of the cellar there, mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, exit. I'm going to shut up the cellar. I'm going to... Uh, it only up. has one door left. More the point. I'm going to uh, prop up the other door as best as I can. I don't expect it to cover it well. Yeah. And I want to put... I'm going to veil the, uh, the door. Okay. I want to... Uh, Basically, a nothing-to-see-here citizen spell. Gotcha. It's going to be a five-shift veil, uh, two shifts extra for a duration, which should keep it up for about a week. Okay, works for me. And I'll say Uh, that you can take the time to ensure that it's not going to be losing potency during that time or what have you. You have to spend a fate point and invoke my deputy warden Mm -hmm. aspect. So I can uh, cover the spread there. And then uh, I'm going to take my time doing it. I'm not in a rush. 
You know what? As you are doing investigation and trying to block off a potentially dangerous source, you've been collecting the Mordite, which you intend to pass on to the Wardens. I'm going to give you a fate point for playing your Deputy Warden aspect. Fair enough. All the better. Yeah, so I've got my circle up there. I've got a mirror facing the other way. I've got a, some uh, deer musk that I spread around, some clear water, nice. a burnt-out light bulb, and a little bit of yellow police tape all arranged in a nice, neat circle in front of the door. We're going to want that back, by the way. <laughs> my taxes bought it, pal. Here, here, consider yourself reimbursed, like, but I'm not there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, then I'll, I'll veil it. So basically it'll just be a five-shift veil for anyone who's looking for the thing. Excellent. So that way I can come back to it later on if I need to look at those ribs things or anything. I'm not taking it all. So that should be nice and safe. Once that's done, then I will go up to the front door of the house. What's left poke, of it? Poke my head in. Go check out the pylon, guys. Give me a shout if you need me. You can hear bickering inside. Ah, uh, they're fine. <laughs> Victor, standing by the SUV, watches you with the eyes of a rattlesnake. He looks down at his watch, looks up at you, sort of puzzled or maybe concerned, and shrugs and goes back to scanning the surrounding valley. I pay him no mind. <laughs> Players curious, characters just like, whatever, Victor. So back out toward the pylon, near the base of the bridge, you can see where you got shot. There's a, uh, a babbling brook, cold water coming down from the uh, Sangre de Santos, uh, rushing over rounded stones. There's like a little copy of the rainbow bridge here uh, with little LED lights strung yeah. along it. And uh, you can see like the very patch of ground where you were shot. The wreck of the van that the ghouls arrived in is still here. It's front stoved in by half of the pylon which was cleaved in half by the warden sword. And you're not really sure how that other half of the pylon got in there, but there's the remains of part of a ghoul pinned in the engine block by that pylon. You can see its legs and combat-booted feet sticking out. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. I can see him actually saying that, too. Like, yeah, that's... Cool. All right. The glyph we had, uh, or the pylons we had determined previously, they are, the glyphs on them are Aklo. Yeah. And there is no relation between Aklo and uh, Atlantean that I'm aware of, or is there? Not that you've found, no. Um, you know, Aklo is an ancient evil tongue of uncertain origin, but almost certainly non human. And uh, you know that it's poisonous to the mind. Uh, it channels energy very effectively. But the more you use it, people who use it tend to turn bad. It's a mimetic virus. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. The Castellanyantic is Atlantean, though, so he wouldn't necessarily be using that. There's something in the earth that was lending power to me, unbidden. Mm-hmm. Plus, I seem to be under the influence of something when I was driving my schematics, and that doesn't make me... Yeah, it's all neat block writing and really precise pencil drawings of... All, all my drawings, all my 
handwriting is large and childish. That's not good. All right, Rainbow Bridge is working through LEDs. Mm-hmm. And this pylon was here basically as a protective ward. Yeah, creating a sort of double threshold, widening and reinforcing the threshold of the house, which you had felt had been, uh, it's the kind of thing that's established by a lot of ritual magic being used in an area. Right, and I had noticed when I looked, true sight that the uh, protection is being kind of corrupted, like termites eating scaffolding. Yes, and warden... Gordon had said that she thought it was outsider magic doing it. And, well, you personally saw an outsider. The terraced cliffs here Mm -hmm. said they almost look, they're like black stone with purple veining. Yeah, and just um, a, a lot of pines and stuff on the narrow ledges where they're even or almost even. But it's not quite like any stone you've seen. Right, and it's not like... Any kind of terraced garden. It looks kind of like terraced garden, kind of maybe, or yeah, it looks like someone sculpted a terraced garden that's designed to look very natural. How much do I know, or can I find out? Um, it looks. I wonder. I don't know what I know about Atlantean architecture. That seems pretty esoteric. But... Well, I'm going to take a brief hike up to the cliffs there, looking for like a rock sample or something. Oh, yeah, easy to find. Uh, you can get pretty much whatever size of chunk you want of this stuff. All right. I'll find someone from the university later on through my contacts, I'm sure, can tell me what it is. I don't believe I looked at the pylon such as it is but before with my sight. No, you had shied away from that because of the Aklo characters. You knew that they were dangerous. Yeah, well, we're going to do that now. Now it's been cleaved in half by the warden's sword, and, well, part yeah. of it's in an engine block. Right. So we're going to look at it now, and hope for the best. All right. So, man, let's go through this one more time. Opening it is a snap. You don't have to Then you roll your... Um, I roll I lore. It's lore against the intensity of the vision, and that's to interpret what you see. Correct. Okay, thanks. Trying to remember that. And then you have to roll your lore again against the intensity if and when you want to close it. I believe it's discipline to close it. Discipline, okay, thank you. Or, hold on, There's a, it's a mental attack against, might be against my discipline. That sounds right to me. First off, to avoid the uh, feedback. And then I can't remember what it is to close. Let's see here. The site. Yep, got it here myself. I'd like to take a moment to thank the fine folks who produced this PDF for making it fully cross-referenced with all the sections linkable and clickable. Thank you for understanding PDF technology and using it. Okay, so take an action to open it up. That's nothing you have to worry about. Yeah, if I, if I make – if it's a mental attack then against my discipline – if I take damage, then I haven't managed to close the site, and i got to go through it again. If I do resist properly, then I can close it, no problem. Or I can keep it open and learn more. Sure. You could walk around with it open if you want. Yeah, but that's a bad idea because I'll go insane. Yeah, yeah. All right, so spitting in my hands, rubbing my eyes. 
Open up the site. No big secrets here. You're going against a fair difficulty or plus two in number terms. Lore is plus five against the two. You got a five. You can still see sort of a, a twisting little column of energy left over from the pylon, which was the focal point of a very powerful spell. You can also see where the warden's silver spike back at the farm has grounded that. The energy that was focused on the pylon is seeping off down the road toward the silver spike she planned at the crossroads a few miles away, and then also back toward the one she planted near the center of the threshold. And it's draining with slow but visible speed as you watch. The energies around here are unfocused and in turmoil. There's a lot of natural energy welling up from the earth. It had been confined by powerful enchantments, which were corrupted by outsider influence, and there's still some remains of around, like bits of termite-eaten floats and sort of drifting through the air and disintegrating. But now you can see a, a powerful wellspring coming up, seeping up through the earth, meeting with these lines of decaying magic and swirling all around. The place is in chaos right now, but you have the feeling that this powerful natural order will reassert itself, especially... This is the kind of thing that a skilled wizard could guide and reinforce. And it's all coming up from the earth. All right. I got to make the discipline check of it against the attack. Mm-hmm. And again, this is a fair plus two. Okay. Ooh. I rolled a three total. That's uh, good enough. Okay. Well, you... General make an attack roll. And- ah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I'm sorry, and thank you for reminding me. Yeah, I might be hurting myself here. But, <laughs> but uh, you're honestly admirable, sir. Yes. In fact, I'm going to give you a, a fate point here because you're definitely using your Bohemian Wizard aspect, and you're playing it up with the descriptions and everything else that, are, to me, were some of the most interesting parts of how the Dresden universe worked. Nope. And you've got a three, so it's difficult to close. Um, but well, I'm not. To... I'm actually not going to close it at this point. Oh, okay. So you're fighting it off. What it is is there's just so much energy in the air, and it's in such a state of chaos that it's difficult to focus, and it's just not good for people to be around that much unstructured energy unless they know how to deal with it. Fortunately, right. you have the mental discipline. Right. Humming the Battle Hymn of the Republic under my breath, the focus. <laughs> Sweating profusely. <laughs> I'm going to focus and try and get a better reading on the actual energy coming from the Earth. Ah, okay. So give me another role to interpret what you are seeing. This is going to be a good, because you're looking for specific information in the chaos. So you're looking at a plus three. Hey, that's a seven. Nice. I said it was all coming up from the earth and it's flowing out and meeting the decaying lines of influence and warring against them, some of which are falling apart. And, but there's a definite center to it. In fact, it's under the house. There's a wellspring, a great current 
of energy is coming up through the earth under the house, flowing around that shape, flowing across the ground, curling up into the trees and into the mountains itself. The stone around here and the shape of this place forms that all into a natural kind of protective dome. But its source is deep in the earth, and you can see echoes of serpentine shape in it, ghostly images as if of snakes or uh, twisting lines that definitely look alive and serpentine. But not like a sea anemone. No, not like a sea anemone. More like, uh, well, More like, like a nice, healthy Native American snake serpent. Yeah, that's really the feeling you get. And there's a feeling of ancient power and the coolness and heaviness of Earth. All right. And basically, I want to get a vibe on the energy. Now, this energy does not feel or look like the stuff I got from the feedback from the Costa Damiantic. Not at all. This is very much something from our universe. This is powerful Earth spirit magic. The uh, aspect I'm going to put on here from my uh, assessments is Earth Energy Nexus. Yes. Which I will use later on, perhaps. But right now, right. I'm going to try and... Well, I got, I'll make the roll here and try and shut down the site. Okay. And again, this is only a fair. It just went up because you were looking for specific information. Right. That's a five. No, okay, four. and we've got a five here. Uh, you got a five. So... Uh, I'm going to actually spend one of those fate points you just gave me tapping into that hoodoo that I do. Okay. And that'll boost it up to a six then. Excellent. And then I will shut down the site. And I've got to go to find some nice Indian shaman or a book to find out about what kind of Native American spirits might be around here because there's something powerful. And very old. And old and not necessarily evil underneath. All right. I'm going to do some research. I think my goal, and it's not an immediate goal, although it's fairly short term. I got to do some research first. I might be stopping into the never-never around here. But I'm going to prep for that first. I'm certainly not going to do it right now. Very good. Okay, I'm going to take my rocks and I'll head back out to the house. Let me cut over to Logan. Yes, sir. There's this pharmacy here and you know all this other stuff in this weird setup. A lot of potential, which I'm not sure how much of which Logan feels like he understands. But, you know, if you're ahead of the curve on opportunities, you can always ring out an advantage. As they say, the early bird gets the worm. I'm going to compel that aspect. I'm holding out a fate point. Because I think that's going to influence your actions and your decisions about what to do here and with the situation in general. Okay. Well, I will accept that fate point, sir. There you go. You can't see me, but I'm physically holding it out, (laughs) trying to reach through the screen toward you. I'm physically grabbing it. (laughs) Yeah, no problem. So we were dealing with the computer, and it has a password. What did it Mm -hmm. say again? Clark 1 up at the top. On the computer. Yes. And then it's asking for a password. I'm going to type in Clark 1. No, it just brings up another prompt for the password. Does it bring up the little clue? 
<laughs> no, unfortunately. Uh, is one spelled out or is it the number one? It's the number one. It's C-L-A-R-K-E underscore one. I'm definitely not smart at computers, but maybe Victor is good at computers. I'll go get Victor. You have to have brain cells to be good at computers, and I don't think he qualifies. Do you have any player asking? I I guess Mm -hmm. this is metagaming, but what the hell. Do you have a contact skill? Do I have a contact? Yes, I have a contact skill. What is your contact skill? Well, it's fair at plus two. Well, that's better than mine. Mine's average, so... Oh, yeah, I could probably contact a contact, or I got resources at plus four. Okay, so yeah, we can get yeah, them I, down here to check out the computer or get the computer down to them or to your play, to... Uh, this is still player, because character would not like this, but what the hell, he has to deal with it. Uh, I'm going to Victor, he knows my contacts. Okay, there we go. We can get someone in to take a look at this, sir. You got some duffel bags in the back? Always. Or, or a body bag would work. I don't know about bringing the whole thing, but um, a lot of this looks like it can come out, and we can take what we can with us. I'm thinking the pharmaceuticals. Oh, understood, sir. I'll start loading those up. Hey, those are evidence. You can't just load that shit up into your... Evidence for what? Well, we don't know that yet, but, but it could be evidence for something. There's names on these prescriptions... There's types of prescriptions. That's going to take cross-referencing and time to research. I'm just doing the same thing that Ezra is doing. I'm taking this so I can research it. We don't know what Ezra is doing yet. But that's what he's been doing. Standing like a zombie in that bunker for the last half an hour, then wandering out into the field. See? He's doing research. Do you not want me to look these names up and try to get some connections? I don't know, sir. He's absolutely right. This whole area is a crime scene. Practically everything here is evidence of some sort of crime. For example, murder one. And he looks directly at you when he says that, David. (laughs) Yeah, you know a lot about that, wouldn't you, Vic? I know a lot of people who would be interested in it, and I know that if they got any kind of evidence of wrongdoing up here, well, a lot of things would be uncovered. Yeah, we were connected up here, David. Victor's just looking out for your best interest. And that of your daughter. You State institutions. You leave my daughter out of this. I'm just trying to protect her, sir. How dare you, His hand goes to his... (laughs) His hand goes to his gun. David, not the place. I'm I'm just trying to... I'm tending to compel my anger aspect at this point, actually. Do it. Yep. Yes. I'm going to do it. So he doesn't just put his hand on his gun. He draws his gun and... Yeah, fuck it. He shoves the barrel of the gun under, or at least tries to. I don't know if I'm going to have to roll for this. No, no. It's under fine. Victor's chin. He looks at you with his flat, dead eyes and says, it's terrible what happens to orphans in state institutions. Like doll's eyes. God, I love Victor. <laughs> the man is a professional. Give me an excuse. I don't even need an excuse. He just watches you and slowly begins to smirk. I pull back the hammer on the gun. 
eyes if you pull that trigger. It's a hard world for a little girl on her own. So pushing your buttons. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh... I'm holding on another compel <laughs> for your <laughs> hounded by anger. Yeah, you know I can't. I. I... All right. Uh, this is an irrevocable course of action, but what the hell? I take the fate point because I have mm-hmm. no reason. I can't think of a good in-character reason why he wouldn't, especially since it's not like, as far as he's concerned, it's not like he would be yeah, judged a, too harshly for uh, ridding the earth of such scum as this. Just a criminal. He's and probably killed people. What? He's just a criminal. He's probably killed people. Exactly. He's got it coming. Exactly. You're the Logan, you're God. You're God's judge on earth. That's uh, right. Yes, exactly. So, Logan, that, I'm also holding out a. F- <laughs> I'm, I'm holding out a faint point to you as well, Logan, because you can't show weakness. And oh, this guy. You don't have to fade me on that one. Okay. No, I'm already moved in behind David. So, is that two compels that I've accepted in this little scene here? Or, little scene? This is like a. Yeah, basically. One? Okay, so two compels, two fate points. All right, I'm, uh, all right. <laughs> Here we go. I whisper in your ear, David, you pull the trigger and you die too. And I stick a knife into his back. I mean, not, you know, just press it down. Yep. This is not the place. Hmm. Do you really want father and your ex-wife? Oh, wait. Is she around? No, she's dead. Right? She's dead. No one could have survived that train crash. But yeah, that's right. Yeah, we. She's presumably <laughs> dead. Do you really want father having any access to your daughter? Do I have a? What is my? Hang on. You don't have her as an aspect, but she is your daughter. No, no, no. I, I'm not looking at that. I'm trying to see if uh, I have. I don't. This is between me and your stooge. Put the fucking knife away. I'm, I'm gonna, you know, let's do this. I'm. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I'm making an intimidation attack on me. On you. <laughs> wow. That of its dance. And it is at. Okay, plus one, and my intimidation is fair. So that's plus one, so it's at. Good. But I am going to take... But you want to see what I get first? No, I can't. I don't think I can do it that way, can I? Don't I have to give my... Do my... I would let you do it, but, you know, I, I kind of like the way you're doing it right now. It's sort of like you're, okay. you're, you're bidding to see sort of how important this is to you. Right. I think that's how it's supposed to be. Well, saying supposed to be is not a criticism of anything that you would do. I'm just... I think that's how it's... That's my feeling, written. too. Go for okay. it. Uh, so I'm at, what did I say? Plus, I'm at fair, which is at three. So that would be plus three right now. Right. Uh, I'm going to spend one of the fate points I just gained and tag. My wife is a serial killer. There's a whole deep-seated animosity between the two of us, which fuels my intimidation right here, which gives it up to plus five. And... Do I want to take this further? Nope, I'm going to save that fate point for the next round if this... So, I'm going to hold it at plus five. 
Okay. I don't know what his so skills are, so I may end up regretting that decision, but that's the way the game is played. Plus five attack coming in at you there. What am I rolling on? Hmm. Discipline? Well, it kind of depends on, on what you're doing and how you intend to defend against it. You can use all sorts of things to defend. Oh, yeah. Rapport if you try and laugh it off. Presence to keep a poker face. Discipline to keep your cool. So this is not really a social attack. I see this more as a threat. That's a social attack. Well, yeah, that, which I would call a social attack. It would inflict social damage upon you. Yes, I'm sorry. To be clear, they list social attacks separately from threats. It is a threat. It would do social damage. Gotcha. Well, really, I'm trying to defuse the situation, so I am going to try to keep my cool. Okay. And then I'll, I'll try to defend it. If I do, then I'm going to go on the attack. That's discipline, then. Yeah, that's part of the reason I picked it, is I'm good at that. Crap. So what you that's get? what... You got a five coming at you. Okay, well, I start at plus five in that. Ah, shit. I knew I should have used that other... Well, I'm at a four now. I got a minus one on that, so I'm at four. I'm going to spend a fate point. Mm Mm-hmm. And I am... You tried to compel the um, aspect and never show weakness. Right. I'm just going to use it. Okay, that works for me. And that will take me down to one fate point. Because you gave me one earlier for something. Yes. Oh, no, to, uh, the early bird gets the worm. Mm-hmm. So I still have one fate point left. That would give me at six. And I'm going to go ahead and stop at that. Okay, so describe this to me. David turns his head at me, growls his threat, trying to make eye contact. I look at him and I say, David, this is not going to help you. This is not going to help me. This is definitely not going to help our investigation. You need to calm down. And that's what I do. And then I'm going to go on the attack and incite emotion on him. Ooh. What is the emotion he incites? I forgot. Despair or fear. With the major um, milestone, I took fear. So I'm going for despair. Okay. Then I have to roll what? You can use either deceit or intimidation to make your attack. I'm going to use intimidation. Can I use conviction to defend by any chance? Yeah, I would let you do that. Yeah. Okay. I, I wouldn't see why you could. Right. If they say discipline, but conviction makes sense, especially given your, your high concept. Yeah. Are you using this as an attack, or are you using this as a block to try to prevent him from doing something or make that. it more difficult for him to take action? I thought about that. Ooh, yeah. Good call. I think I'm going to use it as a block, if you don't mind. Because okay, I just want him to calm down. Okay, yeah, that's one of the specific uses of it. So. Right, so I'm not really attacking him, but I'm trying to incite the emotion to spare. Maybe that will calm him down. So and just to make block. it... Okay, works. So you're not so much defending as you would then be working against the value of this block to try to take Yes, action. yes, yes, yes. And I almost hope I fail this roll because I know how I want to have it happen if I do. But, uh, you, you know, can, you can my concede. friend, you can choose to fail a roll. Oh, yeah. You concede then. Oh, 
Like, good point. I yeah. keep forgetting. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's not even. It's really been a while since I've never point. really done the social conflict thing. So this is kind of cool. This is. I really character. like how they have it worked out in here. It's then, not even really choosing to fail the role. As Josh pointed out, it is conceding. You essentially then lose the conflict, but on your own terms. Yeah. Even though I haven't taken any damage yet, I kind of like this idea. So I'm going to concede. Um, okay. Take damage when he concedes? I no. don't think so. No. Nope. Because um, you actually have to. You, can, you have to decide to concede before you roll your defense. Right. Well, okay. do you even need to roll your defense when you? No. No, because you're conceding. If, if you've already decided the fed, you can't concede. Okay. Well, I'm not going to. That's def- basically, you see someone put a big old attack at you. You're like, oh, there's no way I can defend that. And you go, I concede. Okay. Well, ordinarily, if this was if this was any other situation, I would probably have waited till damage had been done to me. But because a he's a player character, and I don't want to prolong. You know, we haven't. This is a cool. This is an awesome side conflict. But yes, but uh, I don't feel like dragging it out for a minute. No, no. So uh, I think he was dropped on his head too many times. So what happens is he he starts off with the anger. You leave my daughter alone, and he pulls the trigger. Mm-hmm. And the gun jams. Nice. Nice. And that's when the despair kicks in, and he just sinks to the floor. Leave my daughter alone! My daughter! I'll start loading up the SUV, Victor says, and walks into the restroom. <laughs> And he's just looking at his gun, like, can't believe what just happened. Yeah. Never jammed before. Nope. It's about the time I walk in. Hey, guys, yes. how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> <Not> anything interesting? <laughs> oh, what the hell happened here? you walk in. <laughs> I just Sunlight slanting in, cutting through the dust motes, and the, the weird, like, trapezoid shaped window casts a perfect angular um, shaft of light over David leaving because he's standing behind it. Logan seems to be in that much deeper of a shadow looking down on him. You see a gun in David's hand and a knife in mine. That's the only thing that's catching the light. (laughs) I can't leave you two alone for a moment. I just bend down and I whisper into David's ear. You really do have God on your side. For you. Can I stand up and walk around? You guys might be interested to know there's some big uh, earth spirit of some sort living under the house here. Earth spirit? Yeah. Not tidy cans. The other one, uh, a different one. Doesn't feel like it. More than one? Possibly. Uh, it's more such stuff to research before we go poking in. Hey, what are these runes on these on this wall over the bed? Ah, yeah, bed. Definitely a magic circle. The whole thing is like magic circle within magic circle. That bed is a 
clean area for ritual magic. Some tantric stuff, probably. The whole setup of this room is also designed to collect and then channel energy into those other little alcoves where it looks like people could sleep or, well, there's plenty of room in there. You said it's kind of like like the Capitol Dome in here? Yeah. My God, it's an orgone accumulator. Yes, exactly. My God. This guy knew what he was doing. Uh, It's a pretty good Hawkwind song, number one, but also (laughs) it accumulates uh, earth energy or sex energy and accumulates it and channels it into uh, power and effect. Stimulates health and fertility and all sorts of generally good things. Generally mocked as pseudoscience, but then so is wizardry, so hey. Wow, this guy actually may have known what he was doing. Still believe he was being led. Possibly. And just as a quick refresher, what you saw was a lot of natural, positive, protective structures in the aura around here that had been corrupted by outsider influence when you first looked at the place with the site. Right. What we might have here is a fight on some level between whatever the earth spirit, for lack of a better word, I'm going to call it for now, but between the earth spirit and the Castanantic. Huh. At that moment, there's a, a slight tinkling sound. I really should stop runs, saying that guy's name out loud. Runs through the house and... You're all Californians, or at least some of you are, are native Cali. Uh, the ground like kind of shifts just for a second. It's you know very light, uh, like a little, uh, you know, probably not even a two on the Richter scale. Uh, I need to stop saying these names out loud. <laughs> well, I've got a lot of information about this place now. I need to do a little more research. I've got the one, I've got the cellar warded off good and tight, so that should stay undisturbed for a while. Anything interesting you all find other than the Orgon chamber? Victor goes by with two duffel bags, clearly heavily laden. Plenty of drugs. Oh, well, that's nice. We're going to check the prescriptions cross match, see if there's any connections. Not a bad idea. I'm not a I can get my people on the computer. That'd be great. Uh, actually, I have good contacts and resources if you want me to take care of it. Computer, I'll stand over here. <laughs> yeah, probably a good idea. The end result of this is that he's going to, that you're, you are going to take care of it, but in character, I'm objecting. So I want to make sure we're clear on that so that you don't get confused as to the difference between my role-playing and my end outcome. <laughs> okay. I never get confused by what you do. <laughs> I'm constantly confused by everything everyone does. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Uh, I Wait, don't think that's that. necessary. I've got people who can, who can deal with this. You know, I used, yeah, to, I be, hello, used to be a cop. I understand that, but that's exactly the reason why I have a problem with it, David, is because they're cops. 
he starts to kind of find something on there that's criminal. They're going to want to investigate, stick their nose into business that we're dealing with. Do you really want these people that you work with and are your friends and associates to stick their nose into supernatural actions? He opens his mouth to say something and then thinks better of it. And God, the vampire's got a point. You know, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> Never said you were. If you want to be there when they go in, I, I, you can be there, David. I'm not going to hide anything from you. Victor sets down one of the duffel bags, unzips a side pouch, uh, brings up a large bottle with some you know, great big horse pills. I know. Undoes the tops. Oxycontin, sir, you'll want that. Oh, I hey. assume he's looking at David, right? No, he's looking at you. Oh, okay. Is that like going to help me with my hand? Once the nerve damage wears off as you start to regenerate, you'll thank me for this. I take more than one. Just one should do. I mean, you could. I wouldn't recommend I'll this. But... <laughs> Hard to say with a vampire. It's an interesting. I'll question. spend a. I'll spend a fate point to induce um, the GM to play Victor that he takes out some type of um, mind, you know, altering like pain medication and, and offer it to David. I was going to say that's, the agony. That's what I thought you were going with. <laughs> <laughs> with this breakdown and everything. It's like, I- I, I think Victor ought to offer. I think Victor ought to offer uh, David some Viagra. <laughs> no, I hear you no, need not, this. Not that really his style. For what happened. But you know, some Word down the street is you need to relax him. Muscle relaxers might be a good. I'm joking, David. <laughs> Here's your liver medication, old man. <laughs> no problem, sir. I will. You be want there. something stronger? He sets down a small bottle near you. David. I just look at it, look at it and him with contempt and disgust. You want anything, Ezra? Uh, I'm good, surprisingly. Thank you. We've got a rainbow of recreational pharmaceuticals in here. <laughs> Prescription strength. Hey, look, man, if it doesn't grow from the ground, I don't want it. He, do the cross-referencing, check the names on there. You know, David, you're, David, David, you're an ex-cop, right? Hmm. Yeah, he's an ex-cop. Oh, ex-cop, okay, yeah. If it's not on the ground, I don't want That it. depends on your point choices. of view, I suppose. I've got my choices. He knows. We're not in Washington. Oh, California. Or Colorado. Colorado, I thought we were in California. California. I'm saying... what? Wait, what? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I've got a wizard's lab. Trust me, the psychosiblin is the least uh, illegal thing I have in the lab. He heads out to the SUV. This might be a good point to stop. Yeah, we're getting close to seven. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a good place to me. Well played, man. God. It was a good session to get back into yeah. it. Yeah, it was actually. Indeed. I really liked what you guys were doing. It felt like you got back into your characters fairly quickly. And uh, we got some good, I don't really necessarily want to say conflict. Uh, and drama is overused. But yeah, yeah. There, there was some good stuff going on with the characters here, I yeah. felt like. 
a lot of which came from the directions you chose to to lead your characters into. I was just standing by with a few things to facilitate. David and I are going to come to a head at some point. Yep. Given. Yeah. He's still jealous about the whole Thomas the Bear picking on Jarhead. (laughs) All right, gents. Shall we meet again next week? Sounds good. good. I am looking forward to it. I'm dedicated to being here every week. Awesome. Awesome. Good night, guys. Good night. So there you have it, Dresden Files number six. And seven will be forthcoming very shortly, if I have anything to say about it. If you have anything to say to us, feel free to like our Facebook page and comment there. You can find it at our website, which is mtmjetpack.com, or just search for Monkeys Took My Jetpack in Facebook. And we love to hear from you. So give us stuff to talk about. We can discuss what you think is going to happen in the course of this uh, campaign. What you like, what you don't like. Are you happy with the new format? Are you pissed about the new format? Anything and everything. We are always open to discussions. So, there you go. So, until next time, this is Blind Geek thanking you for listening to Monkeys Took My Jetpack and reminding you that your imagination is just like a jetpack. You gotta keep it fired up. And always, let it soar.